Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. y'all on this episode of rdtn we get a first look at clanking space the guys give us a review of the climbers and a mega moose con recap hey what's with all the dice in the bowls they kind of remind me of gladiators in an arena welcome to another episode of rolling dice and taking names this is episode 125 my name is marty and i'm tony Tony, what's wrong? Man, I am worn out. I am. I, I, it's going to be hard, man. My energy level is going to be low. But uh, okay, you you keep you keep going. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So, um, okay. Well, this episode is called "Up in Indiana" because when this episode is released, we'll be on our way to Gen Con in Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, no, seriously, what's wrong? <sighs> so, I'm moving. And and I'm I know it's it's crushing us, but guys, I'm not moving far. The the podcast is in no danger here, no danger. That's right. <laughs> and the whole crowd went, oh, yeah, they did. But I'm tired <laughs> packing and pack, and I don't uh-huh. have near the volume of games other people have. And I'm like, this is taking forever. Oh, geez, I, don't pack, don't move, man, don't move. How many uh, boxes of games do you have? Well, I'm up to eight. And these are normal office boxes. and But a lot of them I'm looking at, it's, it's at that point even where the culling doesn't work. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like do I want to get rid of this? I, I can't get rid of this. If I ever, this is one of my favorite. I mean, if I were to just pull the games off that I played, I could get it down to two boxes. Sure. But, but it's like children. Sometimes you just don't want to part. I mean, how can I possibly part? With a game like, oh, I don't know, 51st State. I love that game. So some games have sentimental value, right? Remember when we did that episode of Chit Chat and I had my criteria? Yeah. One of those was, is there sentimental value? And I'm the same way, dude. I just purged myself because we uh, had this big flea market sale at Mega Moose Con, which we'll talk about later. And I got rid of a lot of games and I'm looking at my storage unit. I'm like, there's still not a gap, enough gaps in these shelves to get the rest of my games in here. And I mean, we're not trying to brag or anything about it. It's no. just it's, it's just one of those things where I, I really love playing this game. And if we get the opportunity, I would love to reach and play that game. And, oh, I was just pulling out some games and go, well, we really need to play this. Like what? what? What's an example? What's a game that you said, you know what? We need to play that. Uh, I just mentioned 51st State. You got the expansion. I haven't, but I want to play that one again. I would uh-huh. love to get that one back on the table. Oath of the Brotherhood, which I got at BGG Con last year. <laughs> we played it with Matt, and I played it with Matt and Rodney and all, and Rodney couldn't get it back in his suitcase, so he sold it to me. It's still in shrink wrap in my house, but it was such a good worker placement game. I want to play it with you. It's funny. So I was going through selling stuff, and and uh, one of these games was called Frag. Oh, yeah, Frag, yeah. Yeah, I got one of my kids that I never played it. I was going to put it in the sale pile. My son Travis goes, uh, do you mind pulling that out? I went, Sure. Why? He said, well, y'all gave me that for my birthday. And even though I don't play their sentimental value. So see, it's carried down to the children. And what did Rebecca do? She was adding games to my one for the uh, attic sale flea market at Mega Moose Con. <laughs> she was like, get this out. I'm not even going to do this. But however, she did make me put Small World 
she made me pull it back. I was going to donate, and she said, don't you really? donate. Yeah, she said, I love that game. I just wish mom loved it. I'm with mom. But then there's mechs versus minions. Will I ever play that again? I'm only up to number five, but just the production of that game, you can't get rid of it. I know. Tony, I, I struggled with you as I tried to try to do the purge, and I can't imagine trying to pack up all these games. And before we got on, he said, yeah, um, so can I store some of these boxes at your house? And I think we'll probably have room in the basement, but I will verify because now I don't know. You know, I may be going through those boxes and some games may not be going back with you. I can't I'm fine. promise that. Okay. But some of them are RDTN. Like I still, for some odd reason, stockpile. I, I enjoy that game, but you know, it's sitting in there. Um, the networks. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I have all my war games, Field Commander, Silent Hunter. The list goes on and on. And I'm just like, oh, this is so. But what I did purge, and I asked you, you had first dibs on these, mm-hmm. were those incredibly expensive going to put rebecca through college baseball cards you purged the cards gone you didn't keep any upper deck 89 upper deck 89 tops 1976 and also i kept all of my um del murphy and all my rookies all, all the cards that i like my johnny bench rookie and my Your Tom, individual yeah. cards my individuals and how'd you get rid of these put them on next door neighbor and sold them oh Okay. It's somebody else's problem now. He's got to deal with it. Cause that, oh, wow. Because uh, that Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie is really pulling in the bank. Don't remind me. So, yeah. So, from 1989, there was this big rookie card, Ken Griffey Jr. And at that time, I don't know, it was it was pushing 200 bucks, right? Yes. We thought by the time we get married, by the time we have kids, this will pay for one year of school. It's what, $75 now? Maybe. Bucks? Maybe. <laughs> it's only worth some, what somebody's willing to pay you. And I can tell you what somebody paid me for all my cards, but I don't want to go there because up in Indiana, Lyle Love It, the reason for the song was I was looking, we're going there. You're right. We're going to Gen Con. And I was like, we need something there. Plus, you know, that song reminded me of going out in the strawberry fields and having the bluegrass music playing. And that's, it was just it's such, it just, it just made me happy. And I needed that uplift. I must admit, I've, I've never heard that song. I don't listen to a lot of Lyle Love It, so. I was just, you know, hey, Indiana songs. Boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, there can't be that many of them, right? I mean, there's what? There's uh, Indiana Dreaming. Uh, there's Hotel Indiana. Hotel. Yeah, by the, by who? By the, by the Crows, not the Eagles? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Indiana on my mind. There you go. Exactly. So, anyway. Gen Con. So I'm doing this. I got all these boxes packed and I'm going to Gen Con. So what does that mean? I might be bringing stuff back and I got a feeling if I do, there might be a death. Okay. You're going to have to bring back a couple things, right? Okay. Let's make this a really short list. You got to have in your mind, I want to go and I want to get this one or these one or two things. At this point in time, what would that be? I have no idea. I, I, the Geek All-Stars, Chris Kirkman was just talking about this, and, and I f- kind of fell along the same way. I just don't know. There's just so much. It reminds me of when he's on our movie episode, and he talks about the Transformers, and the, when the robots start fighting, I get lost and confused. I can see me. I'm going to be on the Gen Con floor, lost and confused. So have you not gone out to the really cool uh, BGG new uh, uh, preview site where they have the really new interface and everything for ranking games and all that stuff? Uh, no, I haven't. I have to go check that out. I'm always on the old site. No, well, no, it's just a, it's just a new format. It is really, really good because you can sort by thumbs up. You can go through the list. You can make your favorite list automatically sort 
by the games you're interested in. So if you want to print it out, uh, Aldi, Scott Alden did a fantastic job. He and his team really, really made a very useful tool there. So I highly recommend checking that out. Now, what I do want to do is hang out there with Pikachu if he's hanging around. And I want to observe the Pikachu's stand- butt. Yeah, Pikachu's butt. And you'll have McCree's butt. I want to see the, the Stampede Saturday morning. Oh, my to, gosh. To plan, oh my gosh. plan B for... Yeah. I want my golem. First 50 there. Get that game for free. It's going to be Fantasy Flight. They're going to rush by Fantasy Flight. Whoosh. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some, some of them will. But here's the thing. I was talking to the uh, uh, social media marketing person there, and I went, are you kidding me? Do you realize uh, there could be deaths? So they realize this, and they're actually going to have security near the booth to kind of you know, help with the crowds as they run. I mean, even though when you walk in the doors, they say, please don't run. We're talking about 50 free games that are only going to be available at Gen Con. Come on. Oh, I know. And and if I'm the loser at our meetup on Friday night at the Omni, how's that for a plug? Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later. Anyway, anyway, and I got the squirrel suit on. I wish it was a flying squirrel suit. So I could, <laughs> I could zoom over the crowds and I could land there. There was a flying squirrel suit. I know, but we couldn't. Anyway, that's too small for me. But anyway, yeah, I'm just like, you got to be kidding. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I like you, like we've got time to go and sit down and demo. Oh boy, demo's tough. Uh, but the games I'm definitely interested in wanting to pick up is I got to go get a copy of Codenames Duet. I played the game. I think you and Donna really like that game. That's it. That was. I knew there was one. That's the. That's the only one I will bring back. But also, Tony, when we go pick up Codenames Duet, we've also got to check out that new party game from Vlada Shivalo called "That's a Question." And do you know why we need to check this game out? Because it has some of the best pieces in it. Because they are our mascot, almost, kind of, sort of. <laughs> the cover is a picture of a squirrel. It's a picture of a squirrel. It's like made for us. And we've been talking to uh, Paul Grogan, who you may know from his Gaming Rules videos, who said, would you guys be interested in maybe he teaching y'all that game? And we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we, we hope. Fingers crossed if it works out with our schedule, we're going to go sit down with him and check out That's a Question. With the squ- There's a squirrel on front. Come on. How can we not? They're squirrel maples. The, the, uh, the only thing was Paul said, could you do it on Saturday when you're wearing the squirrel once? I said, Paul, I have a feeling whoever is wearing that is going to be passing out. So that's probably not a good idea. So hopefully we'll we'll get to see that on, on Friday. So little squirrel meeples. I you know I know Tony, you're not that crazy about party games, but come on. No, I enjoy I enjoy. Oh, party it's the games. deduction games. Yes, deduction. It's, games. Yeah, so. no, I enjoy party games. I enjoy games like Times Up and and things like that. But yeah, you're right. That's that's a question by CGE. So Codenames Duet. That's a question. Okay, yeah, I can see that coming home too. All right, there's two. As long as they're small small box, I might be able to get. Through it. What else are you interested in? Uh, well, I've got to go pick up the Ashes expansions. I've been waiting long enough. I got to go get those things. Got to have it. And I know that's like, eh, you could take it or leave it. But for me, I got to get it. I would like to walk away with a copy of L5R just to try it out. But it, that 
will also be a madhouse too. So we'll see how it goes. But you know, Tony, other than that, I just want to walk around and see. I'm sure there's going to be a game that jumps out at me. Oh, it's yeah. like, ooh, yeah, ooh, that sounds cool. Ooh, that looks cool. Uh, so I, I'm kind of with you. I've kind of looked at a few games I'm interested in. But I want that surprise. Like, I know uh, Greater Than Games has some cool games like Fate of the Elder Gods, you know, which I'm kind of when I'm interested in seeing that and Spirit Islands getting a lot of buzz. So I'm also interested in some of these like a little bit smaller publishers and see what they got, too. We know what the big boys got. Let's see what the little guys got. Oh, another one just came back to me. Custom Heroes by AEG. Ah. Yes, the Mystic Veil vale method of putting cards in sleeves and and then oh it was so cool. I was watching a demo of it and then suddenly uh-huh. the guy's just the hero's just standing there, he's got nothing in his hands, and suddenly he boom, he's got a sword, boom, he's got a rod. I'm like, that is so cool. And the stats kept changing, plus it's trick taking. And I love trick taking games. Oh dang it. See, this is one of the ones I really didn't look into, and now I'm interested. See, this is why I don't look into all these games because this I'm gonna get interested in them. And I also talking about AEG, I hope like we can get a demo in of that edge of darkness, which mm-hmm. is like the big Euro-y type game that is supposed to come, you know, come from the Mystic Veil or the or the uh, card and card or card and sleeve uh, type mechanic. Uh, Tony, there's going to be too much, isn't there? It's not only about games. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's about the people. No, no. the people. No, us. Since I'm it's moving, about us? no, no. Oh, Since okay. I'm moving, Sorry. I will mm-hmm. have the ability. Uh, now I'll admit we are sort of semi downsizing here, but anyway. Donna says, well, you need a gaming space. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to oh. take up a whole room. What? Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Because that means okay. I would just keep growing the collection and I don't need to do that. I just need you to grow the collection so oh, that boy. I can go over there. That's, that's all there is. You got the gaming table. But for when people come my way, like when we, like when we do the Lord of the Rings RPG. Lord, I'm going to stop this recording right now and make you go come up with a Lord of the Rings scenario. Uh, I'm going to get the PDF. I've got a couple people interested, so we're definitely in Don Lyle's um, fellow gamer. He's going to be working over at the... Teasing me. Yeah, if he works over at the portal booth. He said he would even Skype in if I need someone else, and I may have to draft him. But anyway, so I'm like, but sweetie, I don't want a whole dedicated table up in a room for this. And then I saw it at Dice Tower Con. I saw the video. Our buddy Berkey. And the Blue Peg Ping Pegs have been talking about it. People are going to be talking about this because he has come up with the Game Topper. Oh, yeah. That looks so good. That sounds like a really good solution for you. I know. And he's going to have all the designers there or the publishers there. And they're all, he's going to have what, like 10, 12, 15, 300 tables there or something? 300 tables. I don't know. I think it's like 12 to 16, 12 to 16 publishers will actually be featuring uh, his table topper game toppers in the demo area. Right. And what's so cool is this, he's going to be running that Kickstarter, which I understand I've heard on some other podcasts talk about it. But anyway, he's going to be doing that and you can see the quality there. So I'm like, okay, before I go out to Kickstarter and give some very hard earned money out there, I'll be able to see it there. So if you're at Gen Con and you're like, I just don't want a full table, but I would love to protect my dining table, my kitchen table, whatever. You might want to go check, check these out. Now he's going to have one at what? I think he's going to have a stronghold portal and what's some other ones. Do you remember anybody saying, uh, was that, well, I can't remember stronghold portal was uh, maybe AEG, uh, arcane wonders. I mean, again, there was, there was a, a list. So, Oh, and I'll also, if you go into the secret cabal meetup pitch, Secret Gamal Meetup, which is going to be Saturday night. There's, he's going to have some there, too, for you to check out. And I will be there. 
I know Marty tried to get me into, was it, were they doing a beer tasting contest or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's this little beer tasting event and Jamie said, um, are you guys interested in it? <laughs> and told you got to say what you told Jamie. Go ahead. This is oh, funny. No, all I did was say, say it. No, say it. I'm it's like, funny. if he wants someone to say just how bad moose piss tastes, or that's a better quality <laughs> of moose piss. I do not. I'm not a big fan of beer. Okay. I'm a no fan of beer. And I know I just lost listeners. But I just, it, it was not a taste I developed. Neither anybody neither that listens to, Anybody that listens to the Secret Cabal now no longer listen to us. I did tell him. I said, "Look, I like some. I like cider." I said, "Is there cider tasting?" He went, "No, Marty. It's 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 just beer." I said, "We'll be there for support. We'll be happy to drag people out." I mean, that's the way. Somebody somebody has to be the DD. <laughs> the, the DD. I don't think we're going to be driving, but maybe the designator designated walker i don't know anyway but yeah it's a secret cabal meetup everybody's gonna be there at the tow yard yada yada he needs no plugging from us <laughs> no no he doesn't. he's gonna do just fine but there's gonna be a, a lot of people hanging out there but one thing we do need to plug tony is our own meetup which is gonna ha- be happening the night before at the omni hotel uh in indianapolis at seven to nine where you and i will be having our strike tournament where people can come out and play in the tournament of strike you're going to have be having official strike games plus we're going to have some dice and some tupperware bowls yep and we're going to sp- Split up into two teams. We're going to have a championship, and the winner of the championship will get to determine how we refer to that game from now on as either Gladiators in Arena or Dice in a Bowl. And they will also be deciding who on Saturday will be wearing the squirrel onesie that Tony, I do have in my possession. So sorry. One of us are going to have to wear it. Oh, sh- did I pack the strike when I was packing all the games? I got to go through eight freaking boxes. Oh, good. Oh, God. You got to get, you got to, hold on, hold on. Son of a. Hold on. You actually packed Strike? Mr. Strike himself? I was packing everything. I'm trying to get the house ready to sell and everything's being packed. Oh, but did I remember to pack freaking Paris Connection? No, because it's hidden behind a freaking chair over there. Oh, I got to undo all the tape. I got, oh. Yeah, uh, good luck with that. You have a few days to uh, get that ready. So that's going to be at our meetup from 7 to 9. And and uh, I know a lot of people are going to be there coming out to support us, like uh, uh, Jamie from Secret Cabal and Rodney from Watch a Plate's coming. Uh, Christina from Blue Peg Pink Peg said she was going to come out. In fact, she's bringing a copy of Strike, Tony. Ooh, so, uh, she's on my yeah, team. She's bringing her copy. And Patrick from Blue Peg Pink Peg said, by the way, I'm Team Tupperware, but I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. So again, I'm a lone wolf. I'll be out there by myself, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to be the one wearing the squirrely just to watch watch a six foot two guy walk around in a squirrely. But it's not as unfortunate things that get burned into your memory like somebody sitting on a toilet reading Star Wars Rebellion rules. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Rodney, who is uh, running his Indiegogo campaign right now for Watch It Played. And if you have not backed it, please go out there and back it right now. Has a stretch goal of $100,000 where he will make a Star Wars Rebellion how to play video. And this has kind of been a running gag that's been going on for a little over a year where a little over a year ago, I hand drew a Watch It Play logo, stuck it on a Star Wars Rebellion and said, kind of like this needs to happen. And it just took on traction and it went from there. 
So Rodney gave me a heads up that, by the way, just want to let you know, this is going to be my $100,000 stretch goal. And I'm going to, do you mind if I put your face on the box over Emperor Palpatine? Now, I don't know why I remind him of Emperor Palpatine. I don't know. It's the hairstyle. <clears throat> so the hairstyle. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> actually, it kind of is. That's it pretty is. sad. Okay. <laughs> so I you said, set I, it I, up. You, I did. You lobbed that I, softball in. I had to swing. I, I did. You, you you swung for the fence there. And it's gone. So I said, look, I got to respond in some way. So I came back to him. I said, do you mind if I do a video? He said, yeah, sure. So he had no, no clue what I was doing. And I decided to make a parody video of Sarah McLaughlin's Adopt-A-Pet videos. And I went out and reached out to some uh, people who has been interacting with Rodney about the Star Wars rebellion and everything and asked, would you mind doing some bits and send in? And they sent in some of the best stuff to include in this video where basically I'm asking for people to come save a gamer, come help Rodney. We got to reach this goal to help those that are lost in the rules of Star Wars rebellion. And I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but Tony will have a link to it in our website, or you could just go to our YouTube page, roll dice, take names to our YouTube page. And it's out there. And, uh, people really, really enjoy that video. And I honestly, I really, really do hope it works. I would love for Rodney to hit that goal because he thinks he's not going to do it, but I got faith in everybody, Tony. I think we could do it. I do too. And I see, I need to cut off four thumbs. Four people have down-thumbed this. I'm going to go find me some thumbs. <laughs> yeah, people are like, who, who down-thumbed that? I, I don't know. It doesn't Maybe. matter. It, does, it but, doesn't matter. But congratulations on leading finally in the number of views. You beat out my strike video. I'm proud of you. Yes, it took that. It took a miracle to pull that off. It took basically my magnum opus because I don't think I can do any better than that. So we might as well just well, shut down the channel right now. Well, congratulations, sir. That is awesome. And then, of course... Let's wrap up this Gen Con by saying we will be at a charity event on Thursday evening where you will be competing with a bunch of other podcast personality. You got the straw. You got uh, Patrick, if I'm not mistaken. Chris. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually Christina. Christina. That's right, Christina. I'm from sorry. From Blue Peg, Pink Peg. And we've got Chris from uh, The Secret Cabal and Brandon from Brawling Brothers. And you and Rob are going to be commentating the whole thing. Yeah. He sent me a note. He says, Don't you think we need to coordinate and talk about this? I said, really? You and me? I sent him back a note and I said, uh, aren't you just going to be the one that talks and I'm just going to look pretty? Isn't that how your show works? Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Rob's a little bit of a warrior. Okay. So you need to comfort him. You need to give him some moral support. All right. That's Christina's job. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my job. My job. I, I thought about doing it something like, and hey, Marty is ascending the summit using his ice pick that he purchased from REI Sportswear. That's right, REI Sportswear. <laughs> it's like a NASCAR commercial. <laughs> oh, sponsoring things. Yeah, so that's going to be Thursday night. There's still tickets available. Uh, come out, support a charity. That's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to have uh, some special events also on the floor, including on Saturday, we got two. We're going to be at the Dice Tower booth from 11 to 12. Come out and say hi. We'd love to see you. And from 1 to 2, we'll be at the Passport Games booth, where if you've purchased some of their games from the previous days, you'll be entered into a drawing. And on Saturday at 1, we're going to come out, hang out with you guys, and draw some numbers that will be tied to a game that we're going to give to you. That was the absolute worst way to say that. But, you know, it's a raffle. Did they figure it out? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they figured it out. And also on Friday at 4 o'clock, we're also going to be hanging around the portal booth. So we want to come see you there, too. So come hang out with us there. Tony, the calendar's filling up. Yes, it is. And that's fine because you know me, I hate not having a plan. I'm glad I got a plan. I'm glad you shared a document with me. It's still not a full plan, but that's okay. You people don't know how to do anything out there with a plan. Uh, but you're the only one who's filled it out. I guess the other guys just floating around uh, or they're being secretive. I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. I fill it out because my memory is horrible. And I'll forget, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to meet this person. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to meet that person. So it's got to be written down somewhere. I am curious if um, from Chaz Paradise Paradise, if I can ride his coattails to the Borg um, Ascendancy um, from Gale Force 9. I wonder if I can see whatever he's got planned there. I wonder if he'll take me. Is that the, uh, oh, that's the board game, the expansion for the board game, right? Hey, did you see the the huge RPG, Star Trek RPG that's like $500? And it comes in a Borg cube. Is that from, um, oh God, is that from Morpheus? Not Morpheus. Or Modifius. Modifius. Is that who's doing that? Yeah. Oh. Crazy. If it wasn't for this Lord of the Rings that I'm working oh, on, we, we would do here Star Trek. So anyway. All right. So that's Gen Con. Life is good. We'll be there. Um, we, if you download this, this show, we're, 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 we have arrived if the plane does what it's supposed to do. Did you see <laughs> that in 2025? Squirrel! They expect that planes could be flown pilotless, that they can all be done by remote control. Do you see that? They're pretty much remote control now. I'm sorry. I need somebody in that cockpit. I need somebody to take control. I don't see how they could be totally pilotless. I don't get that at all because of... I don't know. You, you read it. But you know what I'm more shocked at, Tony? What's that? Is that Squirrel predicted in around 100 years from now, the Earth will run out of helium. Oh, there goes all the funny voices. I, I thought, that can't be right. But no, helium is, there's a limited supply of helium because it's been created over millions of years from radioactive decay. Uh-huh. And there's not a really good way to capture it. Once it goes into the atmosphere, it's hard to get it back. And they're saying that balloons, in theory, should cost like $100 to fill up, and we're still filling them dirt cheap, and we're wasting helium. So enjoy your helium while you can, everybody, because your great-great-grandkids will never know the satisfaction of sucking in helium and talking funny. Uh, But, you know, Harris Teeter, our local grocery store here, they eliminated, you used to be able to walk in and get Harry the Dragon balloons. They eliminated all that. So look at Harris Teeter being uh, conservative. And did you also see where the guy who came up with the password rules, you know, capital letter, lowercase letter, funky character and a number, he said he got it all wrong? Really? Yeah, he said it, that's that's one of the easiest ways, even though it's hard. He said most programs now can figure it out because most people can't remember what it is. So for an O, they use a zero, and hackers can know all this. He says it's harder if you string together three unfamiliar words together, like uh, crazy bat house or something, and, and with different spellings or different characters. Crazy bat house does kind of make sense. I mean, you could have a crazy bat house. But, but three non... You know what I mean. I couldn't come up with anything. So maybe Star Wars Rebellion. There you go. Who would know? So uh, <laughs> he says that those are harder, but people can remember those, and those are harder to crack. I was like, really? Get out of town. That was nice little several squirrel moments, wasn't it? Just getting in character for Gen Con. Tony, we've been talking about games coming out at Gen Con, and, and Gen Con's all about building hype, right? Right, yeah. Companies talk about, hey, our game's going to come out. You need to come check this out, come pre-order and stuff like this. Well, what if I told you a company had the cojones 
mm-hmm. to wait until the day before Gen Con starts to announce not only a new game they're coming out with, but one that will be for sale at Gen Con. First off, I would say, I don't believe you. Show me and I will believe you. Well, Tony, I'll show you because right in front of you... Oh, look at that! (laughs) ...is the new game from Renegade Games called Clank in Space. Now, Tony, you and I had a Dark Horse game last year, and that game was Clank. Yes, and we both enjoyed it. We love our deck builders, love our deck builders. But first, let me interject one thing. If you people think you're running for 50 games of Century Spice Road, I need my <laughs> golem. golem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you are going to be sprinting. You are going to try to teleport. You are going to do everything you can to take a look at and get your hands on Clank in Space. Renegade was so nice to send us an early copy. And it's like, look, you got to keep this on the download. It's so, on the download. So we got this just a few days before Gen Con. Uh, Tony and I have only had a chance to play it once, and we've only been able to play it with two players. So this isn't like our one of our full reviews, but we have now seen enough of this game to explain the difference between this and regular Clank. And Tony, this isn't Clank with a space theme pasted on. No, it's not. They've added additional abilities to it. Now, the core is still here. You're drawing damage from a bag as the um, enemies approach. But that's pretty much, instead of just crawling through a dungeon, there's a lot more to it. They've added a lot of things. And probably, to me, one of my favorites is the factions. Mm. I enjoy that about the cards. And the factions are, certain cards have certain symbols. And when they match up, just like in Star Realms, Mm -hmm then that ability activates. So that makes the market that much more important. You have to pay attention to that. Boom, so I'm good. I'm golden. It's space. It's got factions. I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying it right there. Yeah, it, it's the, the whole faction thing adds a whole new uh, mechanic to the, the deck building. Because it's like, you know, I've got this green faction card. And it's like, man, I, I need another green one to activate this really cool ability. Mm-hmm. So you're watching the market for that to happen. So then you can try to build up these little combos. Both of I noticed... We had one of our issues that we had with Clank was there wasn't enough calling cards. I think they've added more calling cards in this deck. I saw way more than I ever saw in the regular game of Clank. I agree. I had a bunch of them. And I like some of the other things they've added to the board. You know, like the ice caverns, you got to stop. They have that same effect here. Yes. It's pretty darn cool. But the really cool thing is... You can't go to the bottom dungeon. Well, you got to have keys. Well, you got to get. It's not a dungeon. It's, it's not a, a dungeon. spaceship. You got to get in order to get to the captain's bridge. The command module. The command floor, modules where the artifacts are. You got to hack a computer. That's exactly right. At the uh, it, about the middle of the board, there's these areas where you can go and basically hack a computer. Everybody gets two cubes of their color, and when you go into a space, you drop a cube uh, into that computer module, and you have to place two cubes. And once that's done, it gives you access to the back of the ship where all the artifacts are so you're building a deck you have to go hack the computers two of them before you can go even access the artifacts and that's totally different than the original clank you're sitting there thinking but you're fighting the dragon here we've got to watch out now why are we on a spaceship well because there is an evil guy in the galaxy we no, we're just thieves. We're looting. We're, we're looting. That's it. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> don't, we're, don't try to take the high we're, road here. We're, not, we're looting this we, shit. We're, but we're not Reavers, are we? No, we're not Reavers. And Reavers, I am referencing... Uh, Firefly. Firefly. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. See, I, I pulled a reference. Look you at, did. I got, is, that, is that one nice up on But we have Erraticus. 
and we are on Eraticus Prime. That's the name of the ship. Mm -hmm. And he, Lord Eraticus is out there, and he's trying to get away from the galaxy. But we've we're looting him. That's it. <laughs> we're looting him. <laughs> That's right. And so, uh, just like in the other game, you got these different artifacts of different values. And and whenever you pick up artifacts or you hack the computer, uh, that moves uh, the Eraticus or the uh, the alien up on his rage track. And well, he's not an alien. He's Lord Eraticus. He Lord Eraticus. He, he yes. has he has royalty. In his name. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. So just like the dragon, the original one, uh, this guy moves up a rage track and the higher he goes, the more cubes that you're going to pull whenever uh, his icon comes out on a card in the market. Again, just like the dragon uh, on the cards in, in regular clank. Another cool thing uh, like about this on the rage track, there's bounty hunters. Yes. Towards the upper part of the track, there's these red cubes uh, that when uh, he gets to that certain area, you take a red cube and you drop in the bag. If that red cube is ever drawn, everybody immediately takes one damage and that cube goes back in the back. I've got that going on. You got crystals out there that will help you do very activate certain parts on your card. You got to have the crystals. You got the teleporters that if you got to go, it's like having the master key that gets you through. You got all of that going on. You got all these mystery things. It is really expanded clank. Yeah. Well, and you talk about the teleport. You kind of glossed over that real quick. There's two quick ways. Well, to, what's the gloss? I mean, it's, well, there's two quick ways that didn't exist in a regular clank. There's a couple quick ways to get around the board. One is like you said, a teleporter. And this other is this, this fast track area where you can move along the board. So there's uh, ways to move around the ship a, a lot quicker as you're trying to hack the computers and those crystals that you talk about that you can have in your possession will activate other abilities. That's, that's brand new. There is a lot of new stuff in this game to where if you already own Clank, I still think you need to check this game out because there's enough to it where it might be, well, that's actually a lot different. You just need to add it. If you really enjoy Clank, you will definitely enjoy this double-sided board. Oh, yeah, the middle of the boards. So there's, there's set uh, boards, the cargo... The command center and the cargo bay are always there, but there's three tiles in the middle and they're double-sided. So they can be oriented um, multiple different ways. So there's a lot of variability in how the map is is laid out. Now, that's really nice because in regular Clank, you just had to, you know, you had the board. Now, uh, you did get sunken treasure so you can get a different map and, and that sort of thing. But having the, the uh, multi-sided pieces really makes a, some good variability in this game. Yeah. And the cards play on one another. I mean, I'm going through the deck here. Now, they do have the space skunk. It'd be so cool if it had been the space squirrel. Oh, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. And then you've got the psychic master, and then you got the sp space pirate. And I mean, there is so many um, references. Phaser, mm -hmm. he's a robot that helps you. Uh, boldly go. I mean, there's just so much of that Star Trek, Star Wars type stuff that people of the sci-fi fan will enjoy playing this game. Yeah, the, now, the flavor text. Did you, did you really mention good. the blocker? When the dragon, or uh, Lord Eraticus makes it to the top he, oh, can, he, no. he blocks your ability to get out so when he gets to the top there's this barricade that's put in place at the hyperlift that goes straight into the he locks uh, down the ship to the cargo bay he locks down the ship to make it even harder to get out now you can still get to the bay but you've got to crawl through all these other places in order to get out so that's kind of neat too where it's 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 not totally blocked off but it is tougher to get into and just like in the regular game once somebody escapes then they're kind of out of the game and they're not playing anymore. But now each turn they're just drawing four cubes out of the bag. Unless it's two players and then you're drawing six cubes out of the bag until everybody escapes or everybody's dead. 
And then at that point, at the end of the game, you start counting up all the victory points that you've accumulated by getting artifacts or resources. There's still a market where you can go buy things like there's the master key, which is worth points. Hey, there's another thing we didn't talk about. The market also has contraband. Mm-hmm. And contraband is yet another type of item on the card that can activate additional abilities. So there's some cards out there in the market where it says if you have contraband, you get this additional ability. So there's all these little neat combos between factions, contraband, and crystals that you can build a nice little deck building engine. And with the ability to call, you can really tighten up that deck and get it to do exactly what you want it to. And even though it's victory points, I forgive it. <laughs> you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll, really well done. It was a lot of fun playing this. Can't wait to get it back on the table. Love my deck builder. So once again, people, get your running shoes on. Thursday morning, head to Renegade Games. You're going, you're going to want to see this, especially if you really enjoyed Clank and the expansion. This just goes, it'll, it'll look good on your shelf, plain and simple. Yeah, I can't wait to play this with four players because I think that's where the most fun will come in is when you got four people racing all around this board. Renegade, you pulled it off. Can't Another believe one. it. You, uh, you kept this a secret. And you told us, it's like, look, can you just possibly delay your release of your show until the next day? And went, yes, we can for use. That's why we're actually released on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday so that we could wait till this was announced. And then this show came out. So if you're interested in Clank, you definitely need to check it out. If you've never played either one, Tony, which one would you recommend? Would you recommend more of the base game or would you recommend this one because it has a little bit more or just go based on theme? Uh, for me, it's all it's going to be space theme. Uh, so I like this version of Clank because I like the additional calling. I know there's calling in the other one, but I like this and the factions that mm-hmm. just puts it over the top for me. I would recommend this Clank if you enjoy your deck builders. This is this is really a neat game. One thing we liked about last year, it's a new twist on deck builders, and I'm in the same boat. Uh, if, if both Clanks were sitting beside each other, I would pick up this because of the additional elements that are in there, such as you got to go hack some computers first and the factions and everything. So. Well done, Renegade. Again, you, you've you knocked another one out of the park, and I just can't wait, wait to see what else you surprise us with in the future. Gamers are finally getting their copies of the first Martian that they were pre-ordered, and you're going to be able to pick them up at Gen Con. And I got to give credit to Ignacy, Tony. Uh, there's been a lot of questions with the rule book and he's been out there answering questions and on the BGG and creating facts and he has Rodney that's made a video. So if you've heard some things about this, maybe hard to learn, there are resources out there for you. This is a huge project. Anytime you put an app yep. with a project, it's huge and there may be some issues. Lord knows, I know my company's for five years been trying to develop software and they just released it. And after five years, they've said, whoops, we forgot to put a field in a database. Here's a man who who is really dedicated out to us gamers. So if you have questions, go to the forums. He's there. He's got a team working with you. Give it a try. Give it a chance. And hopefully you'll get your copy of First Martian. I know Marty and I have him. I can't wait to play. Five-minute initiative begins in three, two, one. Capstone Games has a brand new line of games they've called Simply Complex. These are games that are easy to learn but have a little bit of strategy to them. And the first game that they're releasing is from 2008 from designer Holger Lance called The Climbers. The Climbers consist of 
five different colored meeples at a bunch of different little wooden blocks of different shapes and sizes. You're going to build a mountain of blocks and your goal through the course of the game is to be the person at the highest point at the mountain when the game is over. So Tony, your favorite line you get to say does not apply to this game. No, victory points don't matter in this one, people, but the ladders do. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Because on your turn, this is really straightforward. You can move twice. You could take an unoccupied block from anywhere on the structure, turn it to any side and place it somewhere, or you can place a blocking disc, which we'll talk about in a second. And that's your entire turn. Move twice, move a block, place a blocking disc. And your whole goal is is to keep people from getting ahead of you and you get to the top first. And it sounds so simple. Could you not tell people? Seriously, it is not that hard to, to understand. But what is so fun, what is so strategic is these blocks, yes, they have five colors and a neutral color. Let's say I'm yellow. Okay, I'm yellow, and I need, I need to be able to touch either a neutral block to move up or a yellow block. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the yellow may be on the long side. It may be on the short side, and the blocks are all different sizes. Some are a perfect cube. Some are, you know, one story, two story, three story. That's how my mind was working. And I am terrible at spatial relations, but something (laughs) about this game, it was just so cool on how it develops and how it grows there on the table. Yeah. So you start out randomly setting this thing up, which is kind of neat. So it's going to be a different game every single time. And the blocks, like you said, there's uh, the, the meeples on them are like half the size of a full cube. But there's half-size blocks, which you can just easily move up. Then there's the cube, and then there's the, twi- the two-size cube uh, height. So you're wondering, well, wait a minute. How, how do I climb up those taller ones? Well, you're given ladders. But there's a little sticking point, Tony. You have a short ladder, which will take you up the height of one cube, or a longer ladder, which will take you up the height of two. But once you use a ladder, they're out of the game. So your whole goal is is you're trying to manipulate blocks so that you can easily move up each time and a race to the top. But the the structure itself is changing over time. And eventually the way the game ends is if everybody passes, the game ends and whoever's the highest is the winner. Now, some of the strategy that we encountered when we were playing was like Marty looked at me and says, why did you turn that cube to my color? And Mm -hmm. I knew that you could go up one. I was like, because I need your sorry butt off of the one you're on. You're blocking oh, me. Yeah. So there's a lot of strategy. Everybody's like, oh, all you're doing is throwing blocks in a pile and trying to go up. No, you've got to strategically Mm-mm. think about how this is going to work out, how you should plan your next move. And that was really cool about it. And you can really stick it to other people too, because oh, yeah. you can all mm-hmm. you can like leave them on an island. It's like you take away an easy path for them to take or you block them from moving. And in fact, one of the mechanics I talked about was the blocking disc. Uh, on your turn, you could take a, a disc of your color and put it on an unoccupied block. And that block cannot be picked up, nor can and you land on it. But at the end of the uh, round, you pick up that cube and it's out of the game. So the ladders and that blocking disc, you only get to use once. You got to be smart where you use it. So for me, Tony, it, it is a game that's easy to learn. I think it's great for kids and adults. That's the beauty of these sort of games is where I can get my kids involved because they can understand. I got a, a maple of this color. I need to land on a block of this color or a neutral site. But likewise, there's a lot of deeper strategy that can come through with adults. The only negative things were the rulebook was kind of confusing because in there it talked about a turn sequence 
A, you move. B, you move a block. C, you move again. Four, you play a D, you place a blocking disc. And you felt like you had to go in that turn sequence. We all thought that. But I reached out to Clay. He said, no, that's all optional. He's going to be updating that. So make sure to check the fact. And the other thing is, the end of the game, it might be a little bit anticlimactic. Because as the game wind downs, on that last round, you can kind of figure out, well, it's, it's kind of over. And that person won. But still, the climax of getting to that point, of getting to the top, ah. I'd really enjoy it. It's a nice little filler game of 30 to 45 minutes. And I'll be honest, like you said, there was more backstabbing in this game for us than there was in the Summit because we were going after each other pretty good. It was fun. Shoot, just the setup alone was fun trying to strategize how am I going to get a block open so I can start my move. Because when we played it the first time, some people, not going to mention any names here, forgot to set himself up so he has a move at the very first time and he had to use a ladder. That was funny. So you really also got to pay attention to that. Either way, great game. It's one for my shelves. I don't know about you, Marty. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, again, easy to teach, simply complex. Love the name of that. Capstone, you're, you're doing really well with not only heavier type games, but also this line of games right here. It's going to be available at Gen Con and in retail soon thereafter. Five minute initiative is complete. Well, I finally got to see what all the hubbub was about, Marty, for this game called Terraforming Mars at Mega MooseCon. Finally got to see it, man. That's right. That was the very first time you ever got to play that game. So, okay, you've only played once, but I got, I got to know, Tony, what is your first impressions of that game? Um, my first, okay, general first impressions is it's an engine builder. Victory points yes. win. I got this. I was scared going in because I've heard, oh, it's so complex, so complex. <laughs> it is not that complex. <laughs> Actually, that is the brilliance of this game. Yeah, you lay the board out there. You've got a lot of options. You've got some iconography on the cards, but the cards tell you exactly what they do. Shoot, halfway through the game, I didn't even need to worry about reading the cards. The iconography was there. I was enjoying the game. I was enjoying how the engine was getting started. It took it a little bit to get going. We needed to add some silicon spray, get those motors and gears turning a little bit better. But it was really cool, and I know we even sped it up by not doing the draft. But overall, I liked how it progressed little slow, but mm -hmm. still, it didn't feel like my butt was getting numb. You know, I was enjoying the game and there was plenty of opportunity for me to go take a potty break. So, <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's what we need. Number of potty breaks you can take during a game. That's the link. That's of not hardness. about it. Maybe, maybe we need to start measuring games by the number of potty breaks. Yeah. And at our age, and as we get older, it may be more, you know, so we'll have to keep adjusting the scale. Oh, so, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, I understand the hubbub. It's a, it's a fun game. It's, it's individual. Um, it's not that, I mean, there was still some of that take that. We were doing that to each other a little bit. I enjoyed that um, because I was able to put a tile down in a certain area. Don't want to go over all the rules because, good God, there's like 5,000 videos under Terraforming <laughs> Mars. And about 6,000 podcasts. I know there's no need to go over the rules, but I just, yeah. I was just kind of curious what your first impression was. And you did say, we played without the drafting and we did that to speed it up, but it's a better game with the drafting. We were just trying to get through it a little more quicker. Uh, and I, I think you can get through it a lot quicker, especially if you know all the cards. That's the key. Like, like you were sitting there thinking, I need this type of um, icon in order to do something. You were being shafted on that. That kind of soured your gaming experience. I thought I was going to be dead last and I was close to second. Oh, I mean, I was second, close yeah. to first behind Nate. Nate. Ugh. 
that Nate guy. But Tony, what was exciting is you got to play on one of the expansion yes. boards. Stronghold Games has released the expansion Hellas and Elysium, or did I say it backwards? Yes, it is Hellas and Elysium. I made sure I got it in the right order. And this expansion is not more cards. It's not more cubes or bits and pieces. It's just basically a new board. The MSRP on this is like $19.99, so you'll be able to get it online for cheaper. It's a double-sided board. And what's different on it is that the map is a little bit different. Each side of the map is a little bit different than the base game, so there's different placements of different areas on the map. It's like different sides of Mars. Uh, one of the uh, maps has uh, like a south pole on it where you have to pay uh, some additional resources to put a token there, but you get a free ocean token. And there's uh, some uh, new uh, resource generation when you place a tile on there. It like, gives you heat automatically. So there's some new mechanics to where, oh, I'm tired of playing that base game because I know exactly where to put all my pieces with these new boards it changes it but also there are brand new milestones and awards for both of these boards so in the base game it's like well i know my strategy is i'm going to shoot for this milestone i'm going to shoot for this award well this totally changes that up because it's totally different things that you're shooting for which means you may build a totally different engine than what you did with the base game for just twenty dollars they add have added a lot of variability in this. And I like that from the standpoint of, oh, we need new cards. No, then you'd have to learn more new more cards. Changing those milestones and awards kind of helps you see how what one strategy worked in the previous one may not work here. I, I don't know. I had never played the original, so I can't compare them. But I like that from the standpoint of an expansion. That qualifies to me as an expansion right there. First off, it came out later. But second, it changes the the board. I'll, I'll, uh, that's kind of neat. Now, those milestones and awards... I don't know how they compare to the base game. Is it the it's the same type of mechanic? It's just different ways of scoring them, right? Yeah, yeah. The the, goal, the the milestones and awards work the exact same way. It's like you know you're gonna you're gonna be the first to uh, make this milestone, and then you get points for it. Or you know I say I'm gonna activate this award, and you'll be given an award if you meet the criteria for that. Uh, but they are totally different on each each one. And and again, it's rare where you see an expansion is a new board. Like you said, it's typically new cards and he's coming out with that. There are some new cards coming out in the later expansion, but I really like this. It's just like, Hey, here's a new board. It's going to totally going to change it up for you. And for those that we play with us, play this game a lot. They're like, yeah, this is nice. This is put like a fresh coat of paint on this thing with this new board. Well, I'll play this again without a doubt. I hope I don't have to wait six months to play it again or the lifetime it takes to get to Mars and back. I, I hope to see this game because it was, it was an enjoyable experience I liked how everything, it's like the engine did come together there at the end. And I still didn't see all the different types of cards. So that makes it exciting for me. So with the expansion, without the expansion, you know, RDTN hasn't talked about transforming, terraforming, transforming Mars, terraforming Mars. If we had, we'd both be sitting there saying, yeah, it's one for our shells. Fine. It's just great game. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Steven, you got to hit yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying anything else. Uh, nobody else hasn't already said, but I will say if you are a fan of this game, it's worth 20 bucks. Oh, if you like Terraforming Mars, this is a no brainer. Go spend 15 to $20. Pick this up. You'll really enjoy it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, there's, you may have a little bit of tightness in the game box, especially you have inserts with that extra board. But still, definitely worth uh, uh, checking out. That's the new expansion to Terraforming Mars from Stronghold Games called Hellas and Elysium, which is available now and at Gen Con. Mm -hmm. 
We just talked about terraforming Mars, and I cannot imagine what it would have been like if I did not have the broken token insert. Marty got that for us. He let me experience playing that game. What a dream. Marty, I don't know. What about you? You've played it both ways. Could you imagine playing this without the broken token insert? No, because I've played with the regular placemats where you've got cubes and if somebody hits the table, they slide. With the broken token insert, not only can you organize all your bits and pieces, but each person gets their own player board where the cubes fit nicely in the slot. So if you accidentally bump it, they won't go sliding all over the place. A really nice insert. It did take me a little while to put together because there are a lot of bits and pieces of this. It took me over an hour, but it works great, fits in the box really well. It's easy to set up and take down. And those player boards, ah, you if you play Terraforming Mars, you need something like this to really enhance your game experience. Yes, go check them out at thebrokentoken.com. And next time, come borrow my wood glue. We mentioned it at the start. Mega Moose Con just happened here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, Richland, South Carolina, which is 35 minutes south of Charlotte. Richburg. Richburg? I thought it was Richland. Wow. No wonder it took me a while to find it. (laughs) Either way, Mark Kell, who you heard on the Scurry Report, put on a fantastic con, even though I was only there for one night because I had to entertain my daughter, but that's okay. I don't mind entertaining Mm her. And we had a blast playing Terraforming Mars. The place was set up, ready to go. The snacks were there. Mark took care of us. Uh, Marty, Saturday night, 6 to, I don't know, We I think we shut down the place again where you might have, didn't you? Yeah, actually, I almost shut it down each night. But yeah, he had ran this thing really well, and he talked about the snacks. Sorry, when you can go to a con and you can get a drink for a buck twenty-five, and some, some crackers or some snacks for a buck, that's the way to go. As opposed, you know, go to Origins Gen Con, you're going to be plunking down three bucks for a drink. Again, it's a smaller con. He can afford to do that, but he set everybody up. He had cold drinks the entire time, plenty of gaming tables. There was plenty of room. He had events going on all the time with, with demos of games, and he had a local game store set up in the corner so that people could go buy games they're interested in. He had a nice library set up. Uh, one of the highlights, though, was on a Sunday, Saturday afternoon where he did a flea market from 5 to 6, and that's where a lot of people brought in games, set up tables, and uh, sold some games to some other gamers. So some games that were not getting love at one place went home with somebody else and will hopefully be played. That went really well. He had a food truck sitting out there, which was a hit. I heard some people say that came last year. They asked Mark, is that same food truck going to be here again? And when he said yes, he said, all right, I'll come. So some people came for Sal's food truck. Oh, man. Hey, how many people were there on Sunday? I mean, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. So I'm not sure of the final totals. I think he had over a a couple hundred, but it seemed pretty well packed. And he had the big game room. He had another place where uh, some miniatures games were going on. And then around the corner of the convention center, he had like two big rooms set up for RPGs. Hmm. So he had them all laid out nicely. Uh, He was very uh, receptive to uh, comments and suggestions. We had two of our good friends show up, Tony, Chris and Angel. Yes, they from did. From West they, Virginia. They, they, who They won our um, Jack Vassal Memorial and played at Origins um, Crazy Cards mm-hmm. with us uh, last year. They showed. They drove down. Uh, Chris, Guy, Angel, thank you so much for coming. I'm glad I got to see you Friday. That was awesome. And um, I hope you guys had fun, and maybe you'll be back next year. 
Yeah, I hope so. They had, it was always fun hanging out with them. So got to hang out with, uh, let's see, we had some other people that have podcasts and videos like, uh, the guys from Tantrum House were there. It was really great to see them and hang out with them. Kevin, Melissa, uh, Will, were they all there? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they were all there. Plus, uh, you had the crew from Epic Gaming Night. Uh, Roy! It was, yeah, he was there. And, uh, so what color was there. his hair? I uh, didn't pink, notice. orange, blue, purple. I I I I I, I don't. Know. Oh, dude. I, okay. I don't. I don't notice. I don't notice color of hair. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, got to play. Hey, I guess what I got to play. I did get to play something that was a uh, fun long shot. Oh yeah, long shot. It's the horse racing game from um, Z Man Games. I always wanted that game. I never got around to getting it. How was it? It was pretty good. But the thing is, after playing Downforce, I think I like Downforce a little bit more. Long shot has some of the same mechanics where you can get a horse, you can bet on horses, but the way they move is by die rolls. So you have a die that's a color of a horse and then another die that tells how many spaces it moves. I really think I like the card play mechanic more. Seems like it's a little less random, a little more control of how your cards move. So while it was a good game, I do think I like Downforce a tad more. Oh, and did you, I, know, I saw Donald Dennis there from Onboard Games. He was there. He was running some yes, RPGs. Yes, he was. I didn't oh. see him. He was back there running all those RPGs, man. He's an RPG dude. So I, it's like, oh, there's Donald. Oh, there he's gone. And then, of course, so, our good, <laughs> yeah, every, I mean, our good friends were there, Nate, and they were demoing some games. Some people were there, um, first-time publishers. Were getting, they were out there. We had the Envoy Herald crew there uh, doing their demos. I mean, it was a lot of stuff going. Even for the small crowd that was there Friday night, there was still a great turnout and plenty of and play to win games mark had a ton of play to win games and then he had the white elephant oh he did this thing right for only his second year he has really put in a lot of things to keep people entertained he's already got it set up for next year it's going to be the same location in mid-august so this will be after gen con tony so that means all those games that come out of gen con hopefully we'll see at mega moose con if the people who go to gen con can bring them that would be great yeah but they may come out about the same time so carolina tabletop games may bring those in for people to buy did you play in the star wars destiny tournament i did not okay well good for you um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the winner of that got a, a free booster box. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I love that atmosphere. That is what I enjoy. I mean, yeah, we're going to Gen Con and all. But uh, Marty, there's nothing against the big con, but for me, I enjoy that small experience. I really do. Yeah, it, it's good. It's very uptight and it's very, it's very personal. Did you say it's uptight? I did say it was uptight. As soon as I said it, I went, that is wrong. I don't know what word I was trying to say. It's done upright. Was that sentinel? Was that sentient? So what was that? Was sentient. No, sentient. Okay. Oh, by the way, thank you, Blue Peg, Pink Peg, for bringing it up yet one more time on their podcast. That's fine. Okay. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. Jeez. Hey, but you know what? Another thing I got to thank Chris and Angel for is on Saturday night, they went out to this little local restaurant called the Front Porch and they came back and said, you've got to go try this place. And I've seen it before and it looks like kind of a dive. And I went, okay, well, I've got a recommendation. So I I, I need to go try this. So we got a group of people to go on Sunday afternoon. Now, I got got to talk a little bit about Southern restaurants, Tony. We'll talk about how you can tell if you're getting ready to eat in a good Southern restaurant. So before that, I'm going to need a little, a uh, little music. That's good. And also I'm going to put on a little bit more of a Southern accent. than oh, what don't, I normally don't, have. Please. We're already a hick podcast, please. No, no, I just, uh, it's, it's only fitting for what I'm, for the, what I'm getting ready to tell. Okay. Okay. 
All right, so, so the music's going. Here we go. <clears throat> you know you're getting to a good Southern restaurant. When you see the place and it looks like, I don't know, this kind of looks like a little rundown, but as soon as you walk in, you got to look at the clientele. Now, I'll tell you, if they're all more like older people, senior citizens, that means, first, that's probably going to be a good place to eat because these are the locals. These are the locals, and that's probably a family establishment. And they've been eating there forever, and you know the food must be good because they're still alive. They didn't die from, you know, bad food or anything like that. And as soon as you go in the door, as soon as people are sitting there talking to each other, move from, from table to table, that means they know each other. It's friendly. It's like, all right, that, that, that's, that's a good sign right there. And when they come and take you and sit down, Tony, if they call you honey, if the waitress says honey, you're on to something. It doesn't matter the age of the waitress. They can be young. They can be old. But if they call you honey, all right, that, that's another good sign. Now, you sit down and you order your drink. And you say you want some tea. They don't ask you, do you want sweet or unsweet? Now, some places around here assume it's unsweet. That's for those chain restaurants, you know, like your Chili's and your Applebee's. But here, when you say you want your tea, you know it's going to come sweet and it's going to be so good. And then it's your typical meat and two veggies. And it could be like fried chicken or some some roast beef. And you get some veggies. And some of those veggies got to be fried. You got to have some fried okra or fried squash. And if that's on the menu, you got to get one of those. Now, I happen to get green beans. And Tony, you know how you can tell you have good green beans? Swimming in butter. Oh, or, or fat bat meat or bacon grease. Oh, yeah. Take that bacon grease that you left had left over from the breakfast that morning. Put a little bacon grease in them green beans. It's fine eating right there. And. You get your choice of a biscuit or cornbread. Now, I got the cornbread. That cornbread is sweet. Sweet cornbread is the way we like our cornbread down here in the South. And mashed potatoes and gravy. That gravy didn't come from a can or anything, Tony. No, that that gravy came from the beef stew where they put a little gravy on your potatoes and a little bit of beef stew meat comes out with it. Oh, it is so good. And when you go to checkout, you know you're at a good find southern restaurant establishment when as you're checking out there's ads on the wall for going and buying your deer corn because you did your deer corn out there feeding your deers because deer season is right around the corner so i'm telling you right now southern restaurants that's what you're looking for right there you go and you see that you know you're going to get some fine eating and that's what i had at the front porch and can't wait to go back next year all right let's go load up the car let's go I'm done. And how many rocking <laughs> no. chairs were on the front porch? Dadgummit, that was a good one. There were rocking chairs on yes, the front porch. Yes, there were. Porch. And it's not like there needs to be a barrel or a cracker in the name. <laughs> no, no. I know That's probably a lot fine. of people. Uh, probably a lot of people think that the Cracker Barrel is the Southern restaurant. I mean, Cracker Barrel is a good restaurant, but it's not a family-owned Southern restaurant like this one is. It's still a chain. But anyway, yeah, so that, that was really good. So again, thanks to Chris and Angel for saying, you need to go check this place out because it was, and I talked the others into it and everybody like went, that was really good. And they came back and told others and others went. So uh, good times at Mega MegamooseCon. Good, good times. Can't wait for next year. Looking forward to it. Matter of fact, that may be the con for me next year. Depends on how things just, it's what just do you so mean simple. the con for you? It's right down the street. It should be a con for you every year. That shouldn't be your con. Your one con should I not know. be making moose con. Anyway, moving on to the end, because we've talked long enough. Keep rolling dice. And taking names.
Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names. Instagram, Dyson Names. Come join our BGG Guild 1589. Leave us a review on iTunes, and you can visit our webpage at RollDiceTakeNames.com. Oh, man, looking at these cards, Marty. They've got bugs. They've got lions. They've got something that looks like Stitch. They've got all kinds of characters in these things. Amazing. You know what Clank in Space needs? What's that? Pigs in Space! This comes out. We're at Gen Con. A lot of new games coming out. Obviously, Fun Again Games will be getting these games in. I'm telling you right now, if you do not pre-order from Fun Again Games, you're missing on a good deal. Make sure you're a member with them. And if you are, when you pre-order, you get more of a discount than once it comes out. A lot of great games coming out. Not only now, but with Essen around the corner, they're going to be starting to be listed there too. So if you want to get some great deals on some great games, go check out funagain.com. Mm-hmm.